3: Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Really, seriously, you guys are great together. Mackey and Judd. I just tune in and listen, and it's so satisfying. On 1500 ESPN.
0: This is the pecking order. Today's topic, our reality all-star
2: team. Here are Mackey and Judd. (laughs) All right. Inspiration Jay Cutler here, fair to say? Oh yeah, definitely one hundred percent. The Cavalari reality show. <laughs> yes. Which other living? We'll say living. I don't think they have to be active players, but and I even I even have a coach or two that popped into mind. So oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, which living sports figures would you like to see on a reality show? I believe it's your turn. My to turn to start. to start. Yep.
1: All right. Number ten, and I, I tried to mix some some national folks with uh, with. Former and current local guys as well, but number ten, I went with Gronk. The Gronk family would be
2: that's probably the most m- coveted one. Entertaining. Right? The well, Gronk actually it family, might be the second most, well, coveted and
1: one. and the bro- and the brothers too, and the dad, right? So it, it's not just Gronk; it, it's the entire family. So number ten is Rob Gronkowski. I can
2: almost guarantee you that the Gronk family, if they play their cards right, whenever whenever Gronk gets no, yeah, on no show, it'll they'll be the male version of the Kardashians. Yeah, like it'll be it'll be that big, yes. and it'll actually hook guys into reality TV. I bet. Yeah. Because I don't know how much. I mean, guys watch reality TV, but I think overwhelmingly, the shows that are like that that follow some family around, it's mostly targeted toward women. Like E Bravo, right? Yep. But and Gronk, Gronk has, has a lot of fun. That game.
1: Gronk has lots of fun. Number nine on my list, and and this goes to to a former Twins player who, in my mind, would would be very Cutler-like, but he's just so sort of lazy and goofy, and, I mean, you guys asked him, what, what do you like to do in town? And he said, I like to drink. Delman Young. <laughs> really? Delman I Young. I can tell you
2: what that reality show would be. Delman Young. It would be Delman Young drinking.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, Cutler, I thought eating. Cutler would, would be a bore, right? And he's, and he's such a deadass that it's amusing. Delman Young, number nine on my list. I think he'd, that'd be one season. Yeah, one well, that's season. fine. That's fine. All but, right. I mean, he'd be going to a lot of clubs. Number eight on my list, a former Viking. This guy would still be great. And he's not a good guy, but who cares? The captain of the love boat, Fred Smoot. Wow. Fred Smoot on reality TV.
2: I mean, Fred, come on. Fred Smoot. Can you imagine how much fun Fred Smoot still has to yeah. this day? Hey, did you... I'm sorry to go back on your list here, but Delman Young. Yep. You know, he's still playing professional baseball. Where? He's playing... So his last stint in the majors was 2015 Baltimore. He's now 32 years old. Is that all? Yeah, he's not that old. He's playing in the... It looks like a fall Mexican league. And he plays for the Pericos de Puebla. Go We're currently three and six on the season. What, huh? uh, there's a couple other major leagues here. Hank Conger plays for this team. Delman Young batting 316 in his first nine games with 12 RBIs. He's the best hitter on the team. Derek Barton, also a former A's first baseman, plays on this I remember Derek Barton. Derek Barton, I can't believe Delmon's still playing. Machine,
1: I thought Delman would be at least thirty-five or thirty-six by now. Wow, I didn't know he's he that looks young. like he's
0: fifty. Yeah, exactly. He's right. lived a good life. I'm with you on Smooty. The barstool uh, oh, documentary it's it's about the Love Boat that came out Super yeah. Bowl time. He was delightful. Yeah, he was,
1: and and he's a bad guy, but I don't care.
0: Well, he loves every minute of being first who school. he is.
1: Yes, exactly. And he was never th- that good, but who cares? So, Gronk, Delman Young, Fred Smoot, number seven, and hear me out here, because you, you're going to roll your eyes at first. Number seven, Kevin Love, based on this. First mm. of all, knuckle push-ups is fantastic. What really, I, I would love to have cameras. If you, so you said it, that it was knuckle push-ups, but we really think that you got in a fight with a guy that might have stole your girlfriend. And the other thing is, consider the Beach Boys connection and, and his uncle, right, is Mike Love. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole beast and so he goes back to California during the off off season and that's an entirely weird clan of people. So I think Kevin Love and by extension the, his family and going back to California would make him an interesting candidate okay. and, and I don't I,
2: know if I'd watch a Kevin Love reality and show. I think
1: once again Kevin doesn't I don't I don't know about Kevin like how much he truly embraces life and how big a deadass he might be and and this is what Cutler has taught me. If you sort of, if you're just uh layabout at times and sort of weird, I might like you, at least on reality television.
0: I'd like to find out if the rest of his family blames
1: him for all their problems like the rest of the world seems to do. I think the lo- I think the love family might actually, I think they blame each other. I think they. I think there's a good chance. That's sad. So Ten he, o'clock
0: Sunday nights. He t-
1: Love stories. Exactly. That's a lot of a lot of working titles. A lot of working titles. <laughs> Number six on my list, and he might be too low. This is a man who played for the Vikings, who did not embrace football, but he embraced life, and I think he still does. And he needs the money. Bryant McKinney. Wow. The McKinney bus in Miami. Occasionally. Getting drunk and taking stop sign pulls and banging people on the head? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bryant McKinney, number six on my list. Number five, Curring Timberwolf, Jimmy Buckets. I think Butler would be fun. I think Butler would be... I think he's got enough personality that, that, that he could pull a show like this off. I'd like to see Jimmy Butler behind the
2: scenes. And you get to find out a little bit more about kind of who he is. Exactly. And, okay. What's. And he goes to California.
1: And now you probably yeah. get to see him crossing paths with LeBron and the Lakers people and trying to set up his future starting in 2019. So Jimmy yeah. Butler is number five. Number four, it's a golfer, but it's not Tiger. Uh uh-uh, uh. No, uh uh-uh. uh. I want the behind the scenes look at none other than Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, a guy who, who the public perceives. Casual golf fan thinks, this guy's the greatest. I can't believe he cheated in the open. I mean, that's not Phil, right? And hardcore golf fan in the golf world says, no, this is exactly him. Bad guy. Bad guy. Phil Mickelson, I would love to see. Because I think I think he, he would come off really poorly, but I think it'd be fun. He would try to come off good, but I think he's a big enough jerk. So, yeah. so
2: my fourth one's Phil. Did you ever consider during the Judd Zulgad golf challenge yesterday when you were putting downhill for par... And it starts One. to roll like ten feet by. Did you did you ever even consider running down and stopping it? Two stroke penalty, give yourself a chance to make a seven. Still beat the you know take the under. I would never do that to the great game All of right. golf.
1: I'd never do that. Turns out
2: you didn't need to because you had plenty of strokes to, to spare.
1: So Phil Mickelson is number four on my list. Number three, it's cliched, but you got to do it. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is just great. I love Barkley. Top two. Number two. This is a guy who I think the show would actually be good. I think the show would be good. I think he's smart, but he's he's definitely got the um, the personality to pull off a show. Randy Moss. I think Ray Moss would be a great follow, and I think you'd be. I I don't. It's not that he's a great guy, so I think he'd be a jerk at times. So I'd, I think there'd be some compelling scenes as well, but Moss is too. And then number one has to be the entire Cotton Pickin' Far family. <laughs> Brett yeah. Favre grandfather, sure. right? Yeah. You got you got yeah, yeah. Benita. You got I think the the last I heard, um, mom in law was uh, his m- mother in law was in the guest house outside. Uh, you got the family now. You got his uh, daughters. You got the grandkids Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Easy. Pretty so, good list. So my top ten: Favre, Moss, Barkley, Mickelson, Jimmy Butler. And the last five, Bryant McKinney, Kevin Love, Fred Smoot, Delman Young, and Gronk.
2: A lot of Minnesota connections there. So we did match on two. I'm going to take them off my list and give you ten fresh ones. Nice. Because there's so many to choose from here. Uh, the pecking order. Which players and or sports figures still alive would we like to see on a reality show? Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout.
1: Coffee break. Got to hurry if we want to get a seat. On
3: 1500... ESPN. Um. Now back to Mackie and Judd.
1: Hello, boys.
3: Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. So what do you think? <laughs>
0: it's pretty cool, I guess.
3: On fifteen hundred ESPN.
0: This is the packing order. Today's topic: Our reality All Star team.
2: Here are Mackie and Jud. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't you fly through yours? This is inspired by Jay Cutler being on his wife Kristen Cavallari's reality show, and I don't know. For me, it's I I, I will watch it just because Jay Cutler, for some reason, is such an interesting. He's amusing. He's 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 Eeyore. He is everything you would think just watching him on the field that he would be. Let's pl- play
0: the clip again, there, Phil. Let's let's give people the idea of what we're uh, talking about if we haven't
2: heard buy it a again. house today. <laughs> That's cool for yourself.
1: Kind of all the family members here.
4: I'm not moving.
1: No, I think we, would, we need to consider this, in all, in all seriousness.
4: Jay and I love to push each other's buttons. We definitely have this playful banter, and he can be a little sometimes, but he makes me laugh.
1: Let's just call it 50-50. <laughs> it's definitely
4: not 50-50, I'll
1: <laughs> think about it, it. It might be though. Okay, bye. All right, 50-50. Bye. We'll flip a coin later.
4: <laughs> no.
2: I lost I that, <laughs> that battle. I love
1: that. We'll flip a coin.
2: <laughs> oh man! All right, so give My us top ten. through your list real quick.
1: Uh, one Favre, two Moss, three Charles Barkley, four Phil Mickelson, five Jimmy Butler, six Bryant McKinney, seven Kevin Love, eight Fred Smoot, nine Delman Young, and ten Rob Gronkowski.
2: All right, so we we matched on a couple. I took them off the list just because it's so easy to come up with ten fun ones. Mine's a little more national. You t- like the Favre, a great one. Charles Barkley is a great one. I took those guys off. All right. I didn't have a Gronk on there because I just forgot about him. But that's like that's a guarantee that that's going to happen at some point. Yes. There will be a Gronk reality show. Would agree. And then I'll give you one honorable mention here. Uh, I love just a, a, a Mike Zimmer reality show where he's just shooting raccoons and watching film in the offseason. Like, I would watch a Mike Zimmer reality show. But number 10, Hope Solo. I want I want I want to feature yeah, I don't want it to be all men on the list and Hope Solo is one of the more compelling women's soccer players in history, right? And there's a there's a bit of <laughs> psycho there. Right, She's yeah. had a couple domestic issues. Her family's crazy. Right. So I think Hope Solo would bring a touch of just a little seasoning of cray cray, maybe. All right. Uh I think she might even admit that too. Number nine, and this might be the this could be the most compelling or the most Dull and boring reality show. But Brock Lesnar. Because he's so mysterious, right? Who knows anything about Brock Lesnar? He's just a machine who wrestled 20 years ago. Amateur wrestling at the U of M. He's been a professional wrestler. He's played for the Vikings in the Mm offseason. He's been a, a top heavyweight mixed martial artist. And nobody knows anything about the guy. He hates people. So just like putting a film crew up in Canada, wherever the hell the guy lives, and following him around with him and his... His, his wife, Sable, or whatever, uh, uh, Raina, I think, is her okay. name. Okay, I could see that. That was her wrestling name, Sable. I think Brock Lesnar. It could it could be paint dry, or it could be really compelling. One way or the other. I all would right. watch it. Number eight, it's a couple. It's a new couple. It's P.K. Subban and Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, yeah, that's good. They are Solid. very public now. They just went on the cover of SI yep. in the last month. I like it. They're all over social media, Instagram. And they're posting these fun videos, Lindsay Vaughn and P.K. Subban. He's great.
1: So, yes, that's a, that's fantastic. He's super he fun. Love that idea.
2: Number seven, I think everybody would be curious to know what goes on behind the curtain at this organization. So it would, be, it would be a reality show that centers around Greg Popovich, but you'd get this behind the scenes look at the most successful basketball franchise of the past 20 years, the San Antonio Spurs. Wouldn't it be fun just to kind of know, like, how do they make decisions? What are the people like behind the scenes? What's Greg Popovich like behind the scenes? Right, It could be or Or, boring. It could be boring. Or completely boring. So I'm rolling the dice on Brock Lesnar and and Greg Popovich. All right, And I'm going to put another coach in here at number six, Bill Belichick. Because you (laughs) you see Bill Belichick, you see three versions of Bill Belichick, right? You see Podium version, which is the most boring reality show of all time. But then you see these little NFL films interviews with him, and you'll see like... Here's an hour of Bill Belichick behind the scenes with Tom Brady, and they're talking about schemes and X's and O's and at practice, and that's a little more interesting. And then the third version of Belichick you see that we don't get access to, but you see it, it's it's him in a button-down shirt courtside at a finals game or something, or at the Kentucky Derby, and it's like personality-driven Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Bill Belichick behind the scenes, let his hair down a little bit, right? Just What is this guy like when he's not in front of a podium in the NFL? taking chances here that it might be intriguing and he could be
1: too there's definitely I've said this for quite a while with Belichick there is no doubt that there is something there. Absolutely. Like people say, ah, oh, he's just boring. No, you can't he's be that successful. He's boring on purpose. He's, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's incredibly successful. And and there there have been enough clips that you see that, that when he chooses to be forthcoming, there's something there. Yes. I'm with
2: you. All right. So my top five here. These are these are players and or coaches or sports figures that are still alive that you'd like to see on a reality show. Number five, Johnny Manziel. And that's going to happen at some point, too, right? Yes. And I know he's doing a podcast with Barstool once every week or two called Comeback Season, where mm-hmm. they just kind of document him in the in the CFL. But Johnny Manziel, I don't know if it, it would probably have to be some sort of a recovery angle, right? Because no film crew would go out filming him on a bender and falling off the wagon. I think that would almost be like... Cool. Um, I guess I guess they did that with Danny Bonaducci on VH1 15 years yeah. ago. They literally like right. followed Danny Bonaduce really throwing off the wagon for like Hey, 10 you episodes. know what? If, if he does, he does. Did you watch that show, the Danny Bonaducci A little bit, yeah. It was, Breaking Bonaducci. Yeah, it was very odd. There was a scene where he literally took a bottle of vodka. I think what happened was he took a bottle of vodka and a bottle of cranberry juice, poured out half the cranberry juice, and filled the rest with vodka, yep. all in one shot. Yep. The camera guy just stayed fixed and, and chugged the whole thing. Sitting on a curb outside a liquor store, wiped his mouth and walked down the street and broke the broke the bottle on the sidewalk. And he's not dead. No, I, is he? No, is Danny Bryan no, still he's alive. He's not. Okay, he's not dead. So that would still be the, alive. The Giant Menzel show. All right. Uh, number four, Alex Rodriguez, and I and I say that because so he has this social media persona now, and he, and plus he's with J Lo, so it's like the biggest celebrity power couple in the country, and he has this A Rod Corp. Where he has all these top influencers and, and celebrities. And I don't know if it's an actual business or what it is, but he has these meetings of the minds. And I've he puts on these, it's kind of like a shark tank thing. Okay. But he's got this huge thing away from baseball. And there's just a lot of interesting meat on the bone there. Plus, who is he? Is he is he a fraud? Is he a liar? I mean, we know he's some of these things. I'd like to know more about who he is behind the scenes. Is he actually a Minotaur? We don't know. We just know there's the painting. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then number number three, local. This yeah. would be super compelling. Andrew Wiggins. What? Playing video games, taking a nap. What? You know, what fa- are you talking you know, about? Falling asleep during games, zoning out for a little while. <laughs> he did this Andrew just to Wiggins. make fun of him. Andrew, come on, why not? He did this Andrew just to he,
0: he put Wiggy on just to mock Wiggy. I was liking your list through the first day. What happened? What
2: do you mean? Why not? You took Andrew this Riggins. opportunity to, again, Andrew. You, you want to watch a guy eat We've Rice Krispies for you eight hours? What? You know what? There has to be a riggy be
1: moratorium put on you of some sort. <laughs> You've got to leave this poor guy alone. <laughs> wow.
2: I'm telling you, I want to I wanna elevate him. I want to put him on a reality show. Well, him being on a reality show ain't going to help him out. Well, it's going to rise up. All right. I love my shot, too. All right, top two. The top two. Yeah. Number two. A guy who the gap between his celebrity and what we know about him is as wide as anyone in maybe sports history. Tiger Woods, if you would agree to give you some access yes. and show you a little bit more behind the curtain of who he is instead of just robotic sponsorship Tiger Woods, right? Yep. And number one, I'm probably cheating a little here because it's not full on sports, but he, he's been in sports. He's played football. He's still alive. The Rock Dwayne Johnson would be a great reality well, documentary. He'd make it great. Yes. I mean, him flying all over the world. He's the top-billing male movie star in the world. Just following him around. And uh, and he's he's Under Armour's main endorser. Under Armour has Steph Curry and all these other top athletes, and The Rock is their main endorser and sense. their and their biggest seller. Yeah. So The Rock number one. Tiger Woods, Andrew Wiggins, super compelling. Come Andrew on. Andrew Wiggins. Uh number four, Alex Rodriguez, Johnny Manziel, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich and the Spurs, Lindsey Vaughn, PK Subban, Brock Lesnar, and Hope Solo.
1: I love the, the PK Vaughn one. I think that, that would be fantastic. Because he's he's really cool and he's really good. And he would play along too. That'd be a really good one. 651-646-8255.
2: Six, six, five, five. Jeff in Texas. What's up, Jeff?
4: Hey, so I didn't call for this, but while you were rattling off your top, your uh, uh ranking thing, I got Romo with the golf to commentator thing. I think that would be kind of cool. Romo. To about Tom, Tony yeah, Romo.
2: Yeah, Romo trying to, Romo, Romo reality show, but not from a football perspective as much. Yeah, from like a life after football. It'd be kind of fun.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then brought Tom Brady, just because you get to see Giselle all the time. Well, they, you know, did, the, they oh, did. There, there is a Facebook. Tom Brady
2: documentary that it was uh, launched on Facebook. Yeah, a few months ago. It's really good.
4: Okay, but that was kind of like a documentary, not like an ongoing.
2: No, it was ongoing. It was it's a reality show. Well, yeah, it was like five.
4: Oh, well, I need to put five episodes that sure.
2: Yeah, it was. I mean, it and was it was documentary in in nature, but it was definitely following him along throughout the course of like the end of the season.
4: Yeah. Oh, crap. Sorry. And then Musburger. Okay. I think that's... Oh. oh, Jeff, you just hit on it. Because wow. he'd
1: do D-gen,
2: it,
5: too.
1: d Oh, Brent behind the scenes. Lewd yeah, comments, the whole thing. You're right. That'd be great. And,
4: and then he had all those people over. He's got a golf course in his backyard, and they were hitting the, the parties at his house. That was cool. But why I called, and it really has nothing to do with this, but kind of... So this morning on our local Fox 4 station, they brought in... Uh, the uh, a national guy for Fox Sports. I can't remember his name, but he was super energetic talking about the All-Star game tonight. And then he had this comment, blah, 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 blah. And they might catch a fastball here or there, and you'll see one go out. But I think you're going to see a lot of strikeouts, which the fans are really going to like. Hmm. Swear to God, he said that.
1: Really? The fans are going to love all these strikeouts. Oh, man, Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're going to be swinging and missing pitches, and the fans are going to eat that That's up. That's a
2: great endorsement for the games tonight. Come, yeah, come That's see, where the game's at right now, though. The best hitters in the world come up empty, which does happen. Launch in angle. Game,
1: but... It's going to be exciting to watch when they swing and miss at
2: the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, well, ringing That's endorsement. Baseball. You can listen to the All-Star game here on 1500 ESPN <laughs> You can hear the tonight, strikeouts. 7 o'clock. <whistles> envision them. Just envision those strikeouts. <whistles> Aaron Judge strikes out. <laughs> Unbelievably exciting. Let's dive into some Wolf stuff here when we come back. So a couple things. Glenn Taylor made an appearance on the Scoop podcast a few days ago and just talked about various things of interest with the Timberwolves, Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler's contract, and uh, also the NBA has a top 50 players list on the thebiglead.com. How many wolves are in the top 50? Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studio. Don't go anywhere.
3: More Mackie and Judd coming up next.
1: Oh, that's just what they'll be expecting us to do. On
3: 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd
5: are back. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. On
3: 1500
5: ESPN. You guys have done everything, and we are very appreciative. But our bet is that uh, we should wait till next year and and we could... uh, um, get ourselves a better deal, and, and you know, and, and I just I thanked them for getting back. They thanked us for the offer. I thanked them for getting back, but uh, I'm just telling you that the status, and, and we did everything we could, and uh, and they want to do you know what they think is right uh, for Jimmy.
2: That was Wolves owner Glenn Taylor on the 1500 ESPN podcast network, The Scoop with Doogie. You can find the full interview. We're going to play a couple excerpts here. We're going to play a few clips. Uh, it was a 30-minute conversation, and that was the first time Glenn had made it known publicly that Jimmy Butler and his camp declined the four-year contract offer, which makes financial sense. I mean, we have talked about this uh, on yesterday's show. Right. It just He gets to make 60 $70, 80000000 million more depending on if he signs back with the Wolves or if he signs with another team. He can make more money next summer. Let's play three clips here. This, there's three. There's one uh, more here. Glenn on Jimmy Butler. Um, another one, Glenn on Tom Thibodeau, and then Andrew Wiggins. Let's just let's hear from the Wolves owner as he oversees this somewhat tumultuous but somewhat optimistic landscape. Here, they went to the playoffs, but things aren't perfect, and the Western Conference is tough. This is Glenn Taylor on Jimmy Butler. We can just react to these.
5: No, I don't. It doesn't bother me. I think that he just wants to win, and and uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, he wants to make sure the people around him play really hard. He's just a very competitive uh, person, and maybe not some, more than other people, but he's probably more outspoken about it than a lot of people. What his expectations are. And, uh, you know, I don't have any trouble with that. I mean, I think everybody that's on our team wants to win. And uh, and I just think it's a matter of uh, us staying healthy. We've already showed we can be very competitive and play against uh, just about every team in the West.
2: Okay, when he says it doesn't bother him that Jimmy Butler... I know that mechanically you're, you don't expect him to re-sign a contract. But do you think it bothers Glenn Taylor... That Jimmy Butler has a lot of options next summer, and there's very little guarantee he comes back to the Wolves. I like, wish, what do you think he's thinking?
1: <laughs> I wish I could say yes. I wish I could be definitive in my assessment of his thoughts. I can't be. I don't, I hear, if you want what I really just think off the, the top of my head after hearing that, I think he's probably been told by Tibbs, Glenn, if I'm here, Jimmy will stay here. And so, Glenn. Because he's not, as, as as you said, and you're right, Glenn's not going to be taken aback by, by the fact that Jimmy didn't take this deal when, when clearly a year from now there's going to be yeah. a far superior deal. So my thought process is Glenn is speaking, and he might be completely wrong here, but he is speaking from uh, a standpoint of confidence that he's been told by his president of basketball operations, who happens to be his head coach as well, that as long as I'm here, Jimmy's going to stay here. Because I think that's what Tibbs believes to be true. Which is, which again goes to our conversation yesterday. Of a rational person would probably be shopping Jimmy, and I don't think they're ever going to shop. Yeah, so I, that's I, my thought.
2: I, I, that's the amazing thing that any other organization right now. Just remove yourself from the Timberwolves. You're, you're, if you're a Wolves fan, remove yourself from the fact that they just gave. They gave us all the first playoff appearance in a decade and a half and it was a little shot of adrenaline for a franchise that's desperately needed it. Let's just remove all that. If this was the Denver Nuggets, okay? Let's swap it out. Let's say Jimmy Butler played for the Nuggets and the Nuggets had Tom Thibodeau or whatever, like the Nuggets the Nuggets got in no, and they perfect. and they got drubbed in the first round. Yeah, okay? that's perfect. And they had Jimmy Butler and they offered Jimmy Butler a one-year deal and they had a couple other really nice young pieces and they had Karl-Anthony Towns and 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 you knew going in that Jimmy Butler had a lot of options after the season. You'd say, "What should the Nuggets do? Should they let it ride, mm-hmm. or should they try to trade him?" You'd say, "Well, I, I feel like they should probably try to trade him, right? Because they've got this young nucleus still with the two players under contract, and you have a chance to maybe add a third piece if you get a Brandon Ingram from the Lakers." Wouldn't you? If if you were completely removed from the Wolves, wouldn't you be advising another team to shop him right now? A hundred percent, right? Yes, you would be. Okay, yes. This is Glenn Taylor from the Scoop Podcast on Andrew Wiggins.
5: Yeah, I just think you want to take a person and not give up on them when they're that young, no matter what. I mean, and so he's really good, but you want him to be great. I just think you have to be really careful that you don't give up on him. I mean, you think you go back and look at a, a, a lot of players, and it took them, a, you know, three, four years to uh, get better, and then they just keep keep getting better. Just the, the experience and the confidence. Um, I don't see why Andrew won't be one of those people, because he has such natural ability. I'm going to
2: play the first three seconds of this again. What do you think about Andrew Wiggins? Yeah, I just think you want to take yeah, a person. I, just, uh... um, <laughs> I don't blame him. All right,
1: but here's the, here's the question that, that, that uh, if you're Glenn, you have to be asking yourself, and it's the most important question. Because Glenn almost sounds like a fan talking there. Yeah, I mean he's really, really talented and you hate to give up. Yes, that's all true, Glenn. I agree completely. But the most important question because you own this team is do I have the proper people to get him there? And and my answer yeah. and my answer right now, and and, and the pro tibs faction can tell me I'm exactly wrong. But my answer right now is in my opinion, you don't have those people. So if this is Popovich, guess what? Yes, you do. If it's Brad Stevens, then you keep this kid and this kid develops. But if I'm Glenn can't think of this as a fan, you need to say to yourself, do the people that I'm employing right now have the absolute ability to take this investment, this enormous investment and maximize them? And if you're Glenn, the real answer is if I'm advising Glenn, my answer right now is no, you yeah. don't
2: have that. Doesn't it seem like the way that Glenn talks about the Timberwolves and his actions and hiring and like all, all the things that add up to Glenn Taylor, owner of the Timberwolves, that it feels like he doesn't know how to drive the car like it like he looks at the car that's been sitting there for 20 years and, and and feels like he doesn't really have control over where it's going i mean i just sit in the car and i mean i just you know I, here's the my car prob- turns on here, or it doesn't and it my- just drives wherever it's gonna go and here's my problem my problem
1: with the way that glenn goes about answering these questions and i'm not being i'm not being a smart ass here i feel like you are more invested in this team than he is me? Yes. Like when you talk about I don't Wiggins, know if that's true. I feel well. It's the way I feel. When, when you talk, your your frustrations and your your feelings about certain elements of this team to me feel more invested. And and it's not, but it's not that Glenn doesn't care. It's almost like Glenn thinks I hired Tibbs, and that's it. Instead of thinking to himself, "Is this really working?" I feel that's like, how
2: I feel about it. I feel like he projects a more helpless feeling than is than is true. I mean, you're not helpless when you're the owner of the franchise, unless you just are paralyzed by, by decisions and and have a lack of vision for what a franchise. I, I mean, obviously, it's either a lack of vision for the last 15 years or it's the wrong vision multiple times over. Right. And I'm not even sure. Obviously, you and I have questions about the current vision. You know, what is the current vision? Is it one year? Is it three years, five years? All right, this is Glenn Taylor. Uh, This is the last one we'll play here. Glenn Taylor from the Scoop Podcast with Doogie on Tom Thibodeau. There's been so many reports about friction internally Tom Thibodeau and Doogie has reported multiple times on this show that they've had sit-downs. Glenn Taylor and Tom Thibodeau have had sit-downs maybe upwards of three or four times specifically to discuss Tom Thibodeau's behavior and um, this is Glenn.
5: Well, but he has uh, Scott Layden and Scott uh, really does a lot of the work. I mean, they're a real team, and it isn't like uh, the coach has to worry about a lot of the duties that uh, Scott uh, takes care of. I mean, uh, Scott is really involved in in you know looking over the recruiting of players. He's really involved in the hiring of the staff, and he takes a lot of that um, time-consuming stuff uh, and let Tibbs uh, concentrate on the coaching and stuff like that. They're a great team.
1: Okay. What was the context of of the question from Dukes? Because that just sounds to me like he is, like Glenn is trying to uh, circumvent the heart of the question, which is, are you pleased with Tibbs? And if if you've had to sit down with Tom three or four times in the past year, I mean, he's just trying to say, well, Scott, yeah, we know Scott helps. Uh, do, do I think Scott has a primary say with within the key decisions made for that basketball club? Absolutely not. Um, but that doesn't address the the primary question, which is, are you happy with, with what you're getting from Tom Glenn? And also, is this what you expected?
2: Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, now that you look around the NBA and the only organization other than the Timberwolves to have the coach... With full power over the front office is Greg Popovich and the Spurs, and that's multiple championships in 20 years, and and he he's built up this credibility. And him and R.C. Buford are this, this great tandem, and that's a totally different scenario and and circumstance, and also just a different level of credibility. If you're if you're anything beneath that, if you're beneath all time great coach, all time great organization, right? It can't be the most effective and efficient way to run. A basketball operations department it just can't be no it's not and you're seeing so many teams now san Antonio, or uh, uh detroit atlanta you're seeing teams and and the clippers, the clippers with get away from that yep and the more and more that information piles up and scouting changes you just you have that's beyond a full-time job just in the front office and it's maybe beyond a full-time job just as a head coach of an nba team now and to put those two together in yeah. any form seems to be uh and I don't think not a good strategy.
1: I don't think it's fair for for the majority of people now who are are good coaches. I don't think it's fair to them to put them in charge of of the personnel and roster construction and the entire franchise. It's just way too much. And you are and foot, football proved this too. Because this became the popular thing in in football for a while and now is gone. You can't possibly have the 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 necessary concerns about the future plan of the franchise if you are charged with trying to win games the next day you just can't you can't do both you have to be that's why there needs to be a separation of church and state here and furthermore too, the other problem is players need somewhere to go. So if I've got a problem with my coach, I go to the GM and the GM can play good cop. And in this case, where is where is Towns going to go? To Glenn? To go to Glenn to say, I've got a problem here? So if Carl Anthony Towns had a problem with Tibbs and Tibbs had a boss who was GM, he could easily go to that person and say, here's my problem. Well, now he's going to go to Tibbs and Tibbs is both guys. There are just so many things that when you're given both jobs, we know it doesn't work.
2: So let's let's look ahead here. Uh, and by the way, if you want to chime in, we don't have any guests the next few segments. Here's 651-646-8255. 8776151500 on Jimmy Butler specifically. I spent some time before the show here just looking ahead to next summer, okay? Just let's let's project ahead to next summer. I think there are six, maybe even more potential landing spots not including the Timberwolves that are going to be in the mix for him. If he opens his eyes and looks around the league, where do the Wolves rank among these? And and if they rank low, what needs to happen this season to put them higher on this list, give them a better chance of bringing back Jimmy Baller. 651-646-8255, 877-615-1500. Don't go anywhere. More Mackey and Judd coming up next. Oakley-dokley. On
3: 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey. Probably wants a big amount of money and he's a pain in the ass. Judd Zolgad.
0: Is there nothing you can't make awkward, Judd?
3: (laughs) Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN
0: make plans to attend the final 3M championship being held at TPC Twin Cities July 30th through August 1st. Come out for this free Champions Tour event and watch the Legends of Golf Plus. Catch 1500 ESPN broadcasting from the tournament throughout the weekend. More details are at 1500ESPN.com keyword events.
5: We have You guys have done everything. And we are very appreciative, but our bet is that uh, we should wait till next year, and and we could uh, um, get ourselves a better deal. And and you know, and, and I just I thank them for getting back. They thank us for the offer. I thank them for getting back. But uh, I'm just telling you that's the status, and and we did everything we could, and uh, and they want to do you know what they think is right uh, for
2: Jimmy. Glenn Taylor on the Scoop podcasts. Which you can find at fifteen hundred ESPN dot com in full. It's a thirty minute interview between Doogie and uh, Glenn Taylor. And Jimmy Butler was a big topic. That's where that's where Glenn broke the news that Jimmy Butler and his camp turned down the four year contract extension. Uh, by the way, the big lead Dave, uh, Dave found this this morning. The Big Lead dot com has a ranking of based on its own opinion the top fifty players in the NBA going into this upcoming season. Uh-huh. I'm just going to fly through this. There's two wolves in the top twenty. All right. Number one, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Third, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, Greek Freak, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson. So how about that? The the Warriors with three in the top ten. Yeah, it's there. tough
1: being the Warriors these days.
2: Damian Lillard at eleven, Chris Paul, Joel Embiid thirteen, Paul yep. George fourteen. Yep, seems pretty high for Paul George, but Jimmy Butler fifteen. I think if Jimmy Butler was healthy more often, he'd be even a little bit higher than this. Um, and then uh, Ben Simmons at 16, Carl Anthony Towns at 17. Okay. Which seems to fit. So two top 15-ish players. Yep, that's fair. And then right after Cat is Oladipo, Donovan Mitchell, and CJ McCollum with, with Portland. So if we look ahead to next summer, I'm going to give you six potential landing spots, not including the Timberwolves for Jimmy Butler. This is just my own reckless speculation here, okay? And I want you to answer two questions. Where would the Wolves rank in here? So this is in any given order, okay? Options for Jimmy Butler. Okay. Teams that would have enough cap space, at least one max contract in in cap space, or could clear a little cap space, and or are just appealing destinations. Uh, all of these places have cap space. And so I'm going to give you six. You tell me where the Wolves would fit as the seventh. And if they're low on the list, what would they have to do this season? What would things have to look like for Jimmy Butler to say, you know what? All right, I'm back in. Let's do this long term, baby. Yep, five year, whatever, four or five. You can make contract, the most right? here. Yep. So the Lakers, depending on what they do with Kawhi Leonard, definitely an option. And I think Kawhi might be out now. But the,
1: the last report I saw is that the Lakers and Sixers are giving up, and and that it might actually
2: be Toronto. This is next next summer we're talking about. Oh, okay, next summer. Okay, yep, yep, gotcha. Because. So well, I mean, I mean, you could. I'm saying this is projecting ahead to what things would have to look like right, next gotcha, summer when okay. he's a free agent. The Lakers have cap room, and Kawhi Leonard's a free agent. Right. So now I don't know if you'd bring in both Kawhi and Jimmy, or would have the cap room or the ability to do so. Probably not. But the Lakers would be an option. I would think in Jimmy's mind for sure. Right, Jimmy yes, and, and Jimmy LeBron. Would, yes. Okay, the uh, the New York Knicks have a bunch of cap space and they're going into next summer. They're planning cap space for next summer and they have Porzingis. It's a big market you, even though it's a train wreck of a franchise. And you
1: could team with Kyrie there because he's going to be free agent as well.
2: Yep. Which, although the Nets on the list for similar reasons, they're going to have two max contract spaces and the Kyrie-Jimmy Butler rumors. So that's the third team. Mavericks are going to have room for maybe two max contracts. At least one. And they have DeAndre Jordan and Mark Cuban is very player friendly and they they they're constantly looking for the big splash in free agency so i'm going to put the mavericks on this list and dallas is a big market and it's they've won a championship the pelicans even though they have drew holiday signed to a max or a near max for like 26 million anthony davis and they have quite a bit of cap space actually for next summer according to uh spotrack.com okay And then this team I'm going to give you doesn't have a ton of cap space, but I'm sure they could make it work. And it seems like a good fit organizationally. The San Antonio Spurs. Okay. So again, this is for next summer. These are teams with projected to have a bunch of cap space and or could create some cap space. All right. And also keep in mind, like like you said, Kyrie Irving is a free agent. There's other big name free agents. If you're looking to pair together and form teams. Yep. Where do you think the Wolves would rank among those options?
1: So the... Two things that I will tell you is I'm going to go with the assumption that Tibbs stays here because if Tibbs is gone, I think Butler's gone for sure. Um, Also with, with the knowledge that the Timberwolves do have the advantage of being able to give Butler a longer contract that pays substantially more. If he stays here, I put the Wolves third on this list. I put him behind. If the Lakers aggressively pursue Butler, who's got a house in California and the opportunity to, to win a championship with LeBron, I think LA is a clear top choice. I think that the temptation of being able to play with Kyrie with the Knicks would be really strong. Because again, if you and go to Porzingis, Kyrie and, and Jimmy if, Butler. And if would you be and if you and if you go to the Knicks and if Dolan is not a complete moron, and if you go to the Knicks and win, they will build statues of Kyrie, Butler, and Porzingis outside the garden. Mm-hmm. The temptation there for a guy like Butler, who I perceive as very much an old school guy who works hard, and I think he's the type of guy that loves the NBA and the essence of, of I got to the Knicks and they were a dumpster fire and then we won, I would say it goes Lakers, Knicks, and then Wolves. i put him third.
2: Yeah. And it, here's another thing. You, you just brought this up, that the Wolves have a better chance next summer if Tom Thibodeau is still the coach. And, and I would agree if you got to next summer and let's say you missed the playoffs or something or you got bounced in the first round and it just like – You kind of stagnated, and things haven't gotten better chemistry-wise, and you're ready to let go of Tom Thibodeau. Let's say Glenn Taylor says, you know what? It's been three years, and this just isn't... eh, That's just not my cup of tea, and we're going to make a change. 100% Jimmy Butler would be gone. Yeah, Because now you're looking for a coach, and you're trying to convince a player. The only way you'd be able to convince him to come back without Tom Thibodeau is if you made the move now on Tom Thibodeau, which they're not going to at all. That's not even... Unless something happens, like th- he's the coach going into the year, and you had a full season to let Jimmy Butler and a new coach mesh together and build momentum and, and chemistry, right? Yes, but but you're going into this year, and Tom Thibodeau is going to be the coach, and Jimmy Butler is in the last year of his contract, and so it, those guys are going to be pretty much handcuffed together next summer as well, right? Yep. Yes.
1: Yeah. So if he fires, if we if if this team misses the playoffs. And Tibbs gets fired, Butler walks. And, and the, the other problem is because of that, there's no way that Butler gets traded because Tibbs is not going to trade a primary chip that can help him get to the playoffs. Right. So the one thing that in my mind is completely off the table is the potential for a, a Butler trade. So if you get to the end of next year and Tibbs is not fired and things are not a dumpster fire and yeah. guys, and guys are actually progressing and improving, I think you got a pretty decent chance to, yeah. to, to keep him. But then, then the question goes back to what we discussed yesterday, which is, okay, let's take one step back and ask this with a player who plays his butt off about to turn 30. Do you want to sign him to a five-year long-term extension? Knowing that he has not played all 82 games, I don't believe, Phil, since his second season in this league.
2: Here's another scenario that that we haven't really thought of. Okay, let's say they get toward the trade deadline, and the Western Conference is absolutely as advertised. And there's 10 or 11 teams all fighting, and you've got only eight playoff spots. And you're hanging in there, but you're fighting, and you're like the nine-seed you're above 500, but the West is just ridiculous. And you're like the nine seed with no chance to win the championship. And you're getting to the trade deadline. They ain't trading him. No, they're not. They're going to make a push he, to try and get the eight seed, right? That's all Tom wants. And then you would get to the eight seed, you get beat by Golden State, and now he walks and goes yes. somewhere else. I mean, that's. I know. A very plausible scenario for what could happen. This as
1: year. long as Tibbs is is running this team, there is no scenario that I can paint you realistically under which no. Butler gets moved. Yeah,
2: and are we okay with that? Like, are we okay with you know what? Hang on to to everything and get that seven or eight seed, get bounced in the first round instead of. Maybe doing the prudent thing, which is get some assets before you go over the cliff, right? We might not be, but... Dave, what's coming up in questions next?
0: (laughs) We're going to talk about facing your fears like a certain quarterback to our East apparently did recently. Okay. Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next.
3: Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN.